0: Procrastination is the kryptonite of, of, I think, creativity in a lot of ways. Isn't it
1: funny, though, that the people think That's that true. is creativity?
0: Yeah, being being unorganized, being late. If you
1: spent actually four months editing that film instead of editing it in the last week of your four-month window...
0: <laughs> how much better would it be? It's how
1: much true. better would the film be? How do we make weddings fun again? Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to doing something you don't know how to do again.
0: I, I, I think a big part of this, too, is identifying the things that you hate about shooting weddings right now because they'll be like, oh, you know... I wanna be able to do this, but my brides won't let me. The problem is, I'm not working with the right types of people. And then solving that problem and pushing yourself and being like, how can I work with the right people? It just creates, you know, you're identifying the problems. So holding you back from creating the art that you wanna create. i am get right on my bag, uh-huh. why you gonna try to get mad? Uh-huh. Everybody wanna keep up, but uh-huh. you know I'm move too fast. Uh-huh. zip zip right past, uh-huh. drip drip all on my sweat. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. Again, the best place for you to find out more about filming weddings awesomely and making awesome money along the way. Um, As usual, I'm joined by Mr. Jason McCutcheon in the house. What's up, dude? So,
1: uh, you feeling a little tired these days, Jared?
0: I hate my life these days, bro.
1: Yeah, so um, we've had like, what, 20 weddings in the last... And one of our lead shooters got married.
0: 20 weddings in the last what? Weekend? That's what it feels like. <laughs> no, I think
1: in like the last 14 days.
0: Yeah, so we've shot uh, 21 weddings in the last 11 days, um, which is just a credit to, to the team and how awesome they are. But, um, and honestly, how awesome our couples are. Like, I, I don't know how you feel about it, and, and maybe it will get different. I feel like June couples this year have been so awesome. But the I, July ones—they're little bitches this year. They are the ones. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Yeah, I haven't had any.
1: I mean, I've been nothing but chill experiences.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, um, but it's been insane. You know, I haven't seen my kid. I feel like in a month, but uh, it's good that uh, things are winding down. They usually do where we are in New England. They wind down in July a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's um, like like after next weekend, we're we like another ten weddings we have pretty low-key first 14 days of july yeah fair, and then fairly. it becomes absolutely madness again
0: fairly fairly um but yeah i've been absolutely crazy been learning a lot um been, you know obviously you know we're we're, we're doing teams and and have some new team members they're crushing it they're doing really good um we were all over the places last weekend we were in florida we had Weddings in Vermont and New Hampshire and Maine and Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. We're all over the place. Um, so, um, yeah, it's good to have like – I'm glad that we're, we're doing today's podcast and we're able to – I think we're going to have to split up today's podcast uh, between 30 minutes on, take a break, and then 30 minutes How on. How many consults
1: have we been doing lately?
0: I've done 12 consults in the last two days. So it's yeah, uh, and right. I've I've literally and just, I also shot a wedding in the last two days. So I shot a wedding and did twelve consults, a
1: Monday wedding, <laughs>
0: yeah, bogus. And I and did awesome live stream. We actually did a really good live stream yesterday. So
1: um, I was in ingest hell for the last two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, ingesting footage, organizing. So yeah, this is not relevant to most people, <laughs> but. There is a part I think that is relevant, which is everyone's getting like, I, I feel like I'm hearing more and more like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, yeah, this bandwidth, the work that's being asked of me by my couples, by it's like another level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: for everyone, not just a company like ours.
0: I think so. The hardest part too is like when you get tired, when you're just constantly pushing yourself to the absolute extreme, to the absolute limit it's still being detail oriented l- being creative learning how to be creative um and just figuring out work life balance and what that actually means like wor- real work life balance i don't think in the way that i think most people assume it means where they're like
1: oh, well, yeah travel yeah. the world when is enough enough yeah. um you know when can your couples wait
0: yeah
1: You know, it's like you can't do everything for everyone. That's just a a truism. I think the other thing that happens when you get tired, and this will be my little sermon to anyone who's getting tired, which is you have to watch how you treat the people that you care about and the people that Mm. you're common with, because those people get like the raw you when you're not at like you're not going to be like yelling at a couple or a planner or oh yeah you know. But if you lose your temper, if you're tired, you're more likely to just go off on people that maybe don't really deserve it. Oh, my
0: gosh. I had an argument last night with my wife about a $15 bridge uh, ticket. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even an argument. She was just like – we need to hang up and then I'll see you when you get home and you'll eat dinner and feel better like a big boy. And then we can to continue <laughs> this conversation. But, <laughs> Essentially what it came down to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you to our wives, by the way, oh my all the God, wives of
0: wedding professionals in yeah, 2021 wives and husbands <laughs> that are out
1: putting there. up with all us wedding professionals. Yeah. So, um, so today we're going to be talking about, um, a subject that we, you know, we talked about last week, it, our wedding films, real art. And kind of in the middle of that, this idea of creativity being defined as what is unique. What is, I think for a lot of people, what is a one-off? Like, almost like creativity is like this inspiration that magically happens by some muse. And so, like, that's how they define, was I creative today? Or was I not creative? And kind of just thinking through, like, what is the value Where is the negativity of creative processes? When does a process become cookie cutter? When does that become like the enemy of creativity? And is that even bad?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of wedding filmmakers, and we talk about a lot on the show, is like when you first start wedding filmmaking, you're like, what can I do that's so different than everyone else? I really want to be creative. When you hear people say that all the time, you got to set yourself apart. Set yourself apart. That's the most important thing, and and um, you know, and and I think a lot of people think in order to make that happen, creativity has to be like hard. You have to be fighting with it. You have to be like, I'm gonna wrestle this creativity until something awesome comes out on the other side, right? Um, And I think, yeah. So what we're gonna talk about today is is that true, and is it necessarily a bad thing?
1: Um, So let me give you a scenario then. So let's imagine. I mean, we don't even have to imagine because this is a lot of people, but let's think through. There's a person who's been filming weddings, maybe five years and they feel like they got it. They have regular steady clients. They have a product that the market seems to react well to, you know, which we'll say couples, but I'll say the market and they react well to, they like it every time they see it, they're into it. And so in general, This person finds that they're going out every weekend shooting a lot of the same shots and then their edits end up being very similar. Um, this was a process they invented. They came up with this look, this style, right? At one point they didn't do these things and then they crafted their style, arrived at something that they were happy with. And now they do the same thing every single week. Couples are into it. No one's complaining. And so the question is, is this person no longer being creative if they continue the thing that they created?
0: If the repetition becomes easy for them and Mm -hmm. they're like, hey, like I have a process, you know, And, and to that, I like personally, I would say that's still being creative. Like what you find when you're wedding filmmaking for a long time is like. You have certain things down you're just developing these skills right you're like hey i know how to operate my gimbal these are the shots i like to get of the dress of the shoes of the jewelry like whatever it might be i want to get this certain light with the bride um, but once you get those things down how much easier does it become to make little tweaks that are i can make do this just a little bit better and and or i'm gonna have i'm gonna do this insane creative idea that i've never done before because you have all your bases down and it's really like building off of what you've done in the past kind of like a craftsman right yes yeah. like like i'm I'm crafting i'm just getting a little bit better every single wedding i think that's just as creative well
1: the the it's a creative process yeah and if you have a process is that necessarily uncreative of you especially because yeah. a lot of people are like i'm always trying to push it i'm always trying to push mm-hmm. it and um this is my premise on the whole thing. Yeah. I think we need to understand as human beings, as artists, but as creative human beings who we are, hopefully, hopefully most of us lean towards the artistic side, mm-hmm. which most of us do as creatives and as artists, we not only do we do this to make a living, not only do we do this because we can, which is a lot of us. We just do it because we can, mm-hmm. but we do it because we want to be fulfilled. And so what a lot of people, I think there's, what is the market want and is it creative? If, cause you invented it, you created it, it's your product. So it's th- just c- if, just cause it was, it's not innovative anymore, but it, it's still a yeah. creatively viable thing. That's okay. I think most people, what they're really trying to define is, am I creatively fulfilled anymore?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Am I feeling inspired? And that's really like, I think I'll get into it at the end. I'm going to save my ultimate conclusion. But in general, we're not talking about the viability of your art or the, the, like, is this a real piece of art or is it creative? What most people are talking about, is it fun?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I, and like, of course, being super innovative and changing the world, there's probably some, that's probably fun and there's probably money in it. So there's nothing wrong with pursuing that. I do think, don't you think a lot of artists, especially in the wedding field field, end up feeling stuck, um, are ashamed of what they do. They don't want to tell other people in the field that they work in weddings and secretly feel like if they were doing something else with their camera that, or editing or whatever, that it would be more art- artistically viable.
0: Yeah. I think there's definitely a lot of people that feel that way. Um, and, and. I would say like us creative types are going to be the most critical of ourselves like someone else is going to look at your work even other peers like uh, you know f- filmmakers will be like dude your work is awesome like i'm super inspired by what you're doing but you know what it took to get there you know where all the blemishes are you know what you had to do to get there and you're like Ugh, i suck like i need to get better at this or i i, I feel like it's just so uninspiring
1: well, it's like the repetition of it, right? The repetition, the fact that you're doing the same thing every week in the wedding world, I think contributes a lot to why people feel the way they do.
0: Of course. Of course. It's just, hey, I'm doing the same thing week in and week out. Of course, I think that that plays a big role. We joke just, about that all people, the time. People people get bored. You mm-hmm. know, we get bored doing the same old thing and we're like, how many brides can get into a dress before this, you know, I get something that I like. Um and, and, you know, instead of looking at it that way, I think just looking at it as, hey, these are the basics that, like, I do a good job. Um, it's hard to do, you know, have that 30,000, you know, uh, foot view of, like, what you're doing to have good perspective about what you're doing. Um, that's hard to do. And, and a lot of creatives um, find their identity in just feeling good about the artwork that they do, which is... Um, I don't know. Don't you think it's more dangerous?
1: Well, but don't you think it's more that they get bored with the thing that they actually felt good at It, it? I don't think it's that they don't feel good. I think they did feel good and then they got bored and they no longer feel good only because it's not new. I think that's a lot of people. It's not that they're like, I can't shoot a dress. Yeah. It's like I shot it like that before.
0: Well, and, 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 like, they, and, and a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I saw someone else do that. So now I need to figure something else because that's my unique look. Now someone else is doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone we get, else we shot. You get insecure about that stuff, Yeah, right? someone else shot creative. the shot
1: that you shot that's a good shot. And then you need to change the shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: yeah. It's like, yeah. And, 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 well, I don't want. And it's just t- all tied up in identity, right? It's like, because it, that, that's what that is. It's like, oh, I can't be associated with them because they're not on my level. Or whatever, like we're creatives, we think irrationally, um, yep. so well, th- there's that aspect too, which is which is challenging to the whole creative process and, and just I think makes those insecurities kind of like come alive and come out um, and um, yeah, I, I think that, that that definitely ego kind of plays a role in this whole conversation too. Do you feel like ignored?
1: there are only so many ways to shoot a wedding
0: like,
1: uh, like could a person just do it all.
0: <laughs> uh, what do you mean by that?
1: So, I always think one of the things I tell when I'm training shooters, I'm yeah. like, "There's only one shot here." Yeah, or two shots, like close one and a deep. But there's no, there's no, you don't have infinite frames, you don't have infinite time, you don't have all like you can only and like you have to make it pre-choice choices when you show up at weddings, which is like, I'm gonna go set the what the dress up i'm gonna put the dress here like
0: i don't know if i subscribe to that i i think when you bring time into it that's a whole nother element but that's what we're dealing with here is like Uh, sure but but i think one person could look at a, a shoe shot and be like i'm gonna do this and there's a million different ways that a million different people could could shoot that shot when you add time in you're just like dude what do i have time to actually set up like that limits your options
1: um, that, and that's what most people are working with. And I think that's what people need to, like, I think when I tell someone, like, your job is to make the best decision, the most fun, the most creative, the most beautiful decision you can make
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the time that you have. Yeah. It's not to think of the best possible dress shot yeah. that anyone yeah. could ever think of. Yeah. And I think that is a pain point of wedding filmmakers that they need, because we were dealing with, like, I want to help someone who's frustrated. Yeah. Because I think with someone sitting there... And I can feel this way, too. And thinking, oh, I can never shoot as good as this person who's really good that they look up to. Yep. And you ask them, like, how long did you have with the dress? Or where are we? Were you in the Palace of Versailles? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you put it anywhere. It looks cool. It's like, that shot is so epic. Yeah, the ceiling was 30 feet tall, and it was gilded with gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're shooting in this person's mom's house Yeah. with – like a bunch of seashells in the middle
0: of the house and there's no natural light. There's only orange light.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or like they have terrible decor. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're like, have this one. So it's like this idea of like, how do we get to the place where we're artistically satisfied? Mm -hmm. I think is really what a lot of people need to think through. Not so much like, is there some magic way that I need to be shooting that, currently I'm not able to. So you mentioned before when we were talking in show prep, something that I I think is really interesting. And basically the more time you spend, and this is very self evident, but the more time you spend, the more money that you charge. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like thinking through this idea of like creativity as a function of time, And saying, like, I'm going to put more time into your wedding or less time into your wedding. Yep. Yep. You know, we've seen a similar process with our own brands between Huxley Film and Stop Go Love, right? Where the Huxley Film, we did a walkthrough. Yeah. We went, we planned a separate vow reading for them in the woods. Yeah. Right? We're putting all this extra time. And I made sure to get another shooter. And then I had a a prep talk with them. And I talked them through the stuff. Like... Everything was more time. Yes. Just having that other shooter. Yeah. It was, we added an extra eight hours of shooting to this person's wedding. Yeah. So I think when you think about, am I creatively satisfied? I think a lot of times it really comes down to, do you have time to do the thing that you really want to be doing? And are you charging enough for that time?
0: Yeah. And, and a big element there is pre-production, right? Like pre-production not only allows you to be organized It also allows you to organize your creativity, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's what we found with Huxley. I I think with kind of going back to just like normal shooting, like on a wedding day where you're just kind of like showing up and it's like, hey, I haven't done a walkthrough, I've never been to this venue. It's kind of like, hey, I'm just gonna shoot it the way I would see it, the way that I would, you know, translate this day into my camera. Um, And then I think the creativity oftentimes is I'm going to do, like, one or two things because that's all the, the capacity that my brain has to, like, you know, on a, on a wedding day where I'm just walking into it and I haven't really put that much time into the pre-production and, and spent literally days talking about the story arc or whatever. Um, you know, you chip away at it like a, like a craftsman would. Um, but on the opposite side, like, are you able to spend a lot of time doing pre-production? And like you said, does your budget – allow for it i think that's where the luxury kind of side definitely comes in
1: you see it um, in those films totally totally you see it's like why is this person like i would always make fun of it right even though like i think it's good like I'd, i remember the first time i saw white and reverie they made this i forget the film it was some crazy film yep. where they, i think they did some wire cam work or something Yep. and i was like that's cool but like there's no like I know this is gonna pop off on Instagram, but there's no way in heck any of us could film this. no, and there's no way in heck that this client now they've turned it into a career, yep because they do a great job, but there's no way a client's gonna pay for that because they don't value us they they don't value your time. they don't have enough money or time. Yep. They're not gonna go climb a mountain for you.
0: Do you know the the amount of work that Alex and Whitney put in just sculpting and time film to find? We are going to find a red Vespa. We're going to go out, and Whitney is awesome at that. Yeah, like, all location scouting. Is the, like the whole gears behind in, in, in the box. She is working it because Alex is going to be on camera. He's a very talented camera operator. Whitney is director producer, and that role is like so necessary to creativity. To be able to do certain types of creativity. You need the time. And in order to get the time, you have to be you know, charging the money. And well,
1: so- and most of these luxury films that people are seeing that are so creative, and they are so creative. Yeah. Because they have time. Yeah. Are th- at least three-day shoots.
0: Yes. Let's do four sessions together.
1: Yeah. And an engagement session. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, and I'm going to show up on property for a day and just shoot whatever B-roll I want. Yep.
2: Like me, you know that music can literally make or break a wedding film, and finding that perfect song can be a frustrating and time consuming process. You need a song that drives your story forward, leaves space for your audio and images to breathe, builds up over time, and is just playing good. No fear, music Bed has your back. I've literally been using Musicbed since they started in like 2011 or something, and they have been my go-to music licensing site ever since. I've used the other sites that you see floating around, but time and time again, I find myself coming back to Musicbed for the incredible quality of music across the board, their sheer volume of their library, and their killer customer support. And to make it even better, they offer an incredibly cost effective monthly membership with unlimited song licenses for your wedding films. If you aren't already using Musicbed, you are seriously doing yourself a disservice but you don't have to take my word for how awesome this company is. You can grab a free month long membership by following the link in our description. So head on over, sign up for a free month, explore their library and use them for your next wedding film. You'll be glad you did. So we're back Jared. Um,
1: We had a little break in the middle of our show. Yeah, sorry, I had
0: another consultation. (laughs) We literally had to interrupt Um,
1: (laughs) our podcast for our consultation.
0: Literally, okay, so this is how today went. So just this is an intermission. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. Um, (laughs) This is how today went. We were supposed to film this episode at 10 a.m. this morning, and literally it was just impossible. Like the way that these days happen is random phone call from planner, hang up, random phone call from florist who wants to know if their timeline matches up with your timeline for some reason, what they hang up. It's, I, it's just not providing me a lot of space for creativity, Jay. So, so, uh, so, and now we have to interrupt our podcast to take a consultation because I have consultations and then you have a consultation, literally 35 minutes. So we have to oh, wrap geez. this crap up. Yeah, that's true. In 30 minutes, <laughs> you can get on another consultation. So
1: right. here's the thing we're, we're experiencing it now. And so I wanted to think through this, and this is like our topic. Yeah. It's a long roundabout way to get to your actual topic, which is what are some th- three ways that you can find creative fulfillment shooting weddings? Because I think we're experiencing now a-, a wide range of whether it be we shot on Sunday, a wedding that I think we shot super well that I don't believe you're very satisfied with. But then we go back and look, it's pretty good, right? So the feeling of what you experience, like the experience of shooting it, didn't feel good. But when you look at it, it actually was, is a great looking wedding. And we did some really creative stuff when you like that push and pull between feeling fulfilled and creatively satisfied and enjoying what you're doing as an artist, which is very important, by the way, and the actual reality of creating viable sellable actually even creative work they're not the same and so we want to talk a little bit about three ways you can be more creatively fulfilled shooting weddings and um they're not necessarily three ways that you can make more money they're just for your personal enjoyment
0: i think that's a great point too because i think comparing it to the wedding that we shot on sunday we had you me which we never really get to work together and then our good buddy rich ferry and like I think the f- whole day felt like creative blue balls, right? <laughs> it's like... Gross? <laughs> but that's what it was. It was like, oh my gosh, this is like just so irritating. The whole day was like conflict and, and it was like a challenge. And we had to do wow. a live stream. <laughs> and we had to do a live stream on top of that. So it was just like not a space where I was like feeling like Spielberg. Like a couple of years ago, I went to Paris. I worked with a model and I felt like freaking martin scorsese like yeah, you felt cool felt cool I, had like, fun. I was in paris i had fun i was enjoying myself and it was like i was giving direction the model was reacting to it and i was like this is awesome this makes me feel so fulfilled and then the work was eh, it was fine whatever it's yeah, fine it's fine and then you know doing that on sunday it was hard we had conflict but then looking at the footage i was like this is really freaking good this it's, is gonna be a really good it's film. it's real good but, I'm excited about it. Um, but it was
1: not, it didn't feel as good as it looks. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, when I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I'm frustrated. And, and like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let me see your work. Yeah. Some people, the people with the crappiest work, a lot of times are the most fulfilled by
0: it. <laughs> yes.
1: They're like, oh, I'm, because, because they feel like they, the feeling of getting better is yeah. so, um, urgent like it's so easily felt
0: rewarding yes.
1: like you're you're like at the beginning of this process you always feel yourself improving there's all these great charts on it actually yeah um where they talk about like the reward of learning yeah the emotional payoff that goes down the better you get
0: yeah and and and, i mean think about the first time you shot with a 1.2 f-stop lens you're like i'm an amazing cinematographer because I'm using this lens and I'm very rewarded by it. I'm like, I feel awesome by it. Yeah, it's and like then, the
1: emotional, the, the creative the feedback. High. Yep. yep. Like my work is giving me feedback, either something new. Sometimes That's why, honestly, I'll just take out the stupid free lensing just because it makes me feel like I'm doing something a little interesting yep. for like five minutes. Yep. Like, because I just want that feeling.
0: Yep. yep. Instead
1: sure. of like, Oh, I'm really good at setting up 18 different audio sources. <laughs>
0: like, it's not Pretty fun. cool,
2: yeah.
1: So anyway, we're Ryan talking Kodas
0: about... Ron at home's like, whoa, that's awesome,
1: man. <laughs> we're talking about having fun. Yeah. And so let's think about three ways that you can be more creatively fulfilled. Yeah. So I think the first one I want to talk about is something that we do on the Wedding Film School live show. Something that we do when we go to WPPI. Something that we do when we... F- associate with other filmmakers who inspire us, which is watching inspiring work.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, just being a student, right? Like picking things apart, like good filmmakers know how to dissect other films. And so, um, understanding what people are doing that creates emotion in you, uh, is pretty important. And I don't think it just, it's not just wedding films we are talking about here. It's going to be like talking about, um, you know, watching Scorsese, if that's your thing, or, or you know, watching Tarkovsky or wh- whatever your thing is, learning from masters, learning from people that literally kick your butt um, and inspiring you.
1: I do think, though, that people, a lot of people say, oh, I don't watch wedding films to get inspired. And I'm like, okay, maybe you should. Like, like I don't think you can just watch people who have infinite time and money and get inspired on how to do something with eight hours and on a budget. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's important to watch other filmmakers because they're working with oftentimes, most of the time, at least similar conditions as you, um, you know, you watch El Topo, right? And he's got his son in the desert walking around naked for the entire film it's like he had some buy-in there from his actors. (laughs) And, like, you don't have people who are even willing to, like, smile correctly at your camera.
0: Right? Sometimes they don't even want you there. Yes. The groom is like, dude, the freaking videographers. Yeah. Ugh
1: can we go back inside because we're about to do uh, Macarena. That was huge in college. No. Like all those
0: the dance floor is only open for another hour. And I just care more about that than I do the video that you're creating. So,
1: um, but also I'm going to yell at you when I don't like the edit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think watching other wedding filmmakers is important because they might force you to look at the problem differently. They're solving the same problem as you. And I think like, Try to find a way to make it fun, though. Find people that you actually enjoy. Like, don't just look at the people you consider. I'm not saying like just go down the list of the award winners. Like, find films that you enjoy, and then try to figure out why you enjoyed them. I don't know. Like, I know like me and you didn't watch a ton of wedding films for a long time, but I think you end up watching a lot more now. Not just from the people on the Wedding Film School show, but like we're looking for guests. You know, we went to WPPI. What have you kind of gotten out of like? Watching other wedding filmmakers work.
0: Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about wedding filmmakers in 2021 is just how we can actually connect to couples in a way that is, is easier than ever before due to technology. We can bring them to the top of Yosemite and and tell a cool story. Um, but then also, um, yeah, just, people are, are are more inspired than they've been before. Like, I think people are more open to doing random cool stuff nowadays than they were five years ago, whatever. And so um, the masters, I think, have really taken advantage of that in, in wedding filmmaking. And so it's creating something that's super authentic that's not a commercial shoot. Like, that's what's unique about what we're able to do is it's like, these are real freaking people and real freaking stories. Like, it's the perfect combination to me of like, documentary work and narrative kind of like commercially type work and that's really hard to do and so that's what I'm inspired by I think looking at the masters is just like how they're able to make a real story seem so uh well with um just beautiful imagery
1: I think what I like is it gives me permission you know when you're stuck in a rut or when you're like nobody would ever buy that or there's no market for that or like i can't think of a new idea like when you when you start like digging into it you'll find oh wait those people are selling it maybe i could sell it or oh wow like people look at how this person handled this dance floor like i thought like i think it just gives you permission Mm-hmm. To have a, to explore your own art a little more. And, and I feel like that's what most people feel like. If you're frustrated by what you're doing, you're in this process, you're in this rut, you're in this loop. I think a lot of times that's really just about um, you don't feel you don't have permission. And if you watch people who are really good, a lot of times they're the people who actually give themselves the most permission to do what they really want to do. And I think like that's a good place to be artistically.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: So the second thing that we had talked about for kind of making yourself more creatively fulfilled um, in wedding, and I think this is photography too, wedding, the wedding creative space, I think is really about the most important thing, which is just creating margin in your life for creativity. You know, what does this look like? Time, right? Creative space to be recharged and and inspired um i think it even gets into some mental health and some physical health areas but like creating margins so that you're not just on the fringes all the time just barely surviving i think that is when you start to create not necessarily the worst work because the last 14 days we shot like i shot four weddings you shot six i felt like i did a good job I but
0: shot, I shot seven, Jay.
1: You shot seven, great. But I felt like, oh yeah, you shot yesterday. Um, <laughs> I felt like I did a good job. I think you probably feel like you did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't feel good about it. I did. I feel like a veteran right now.
1: Yeah, like you're just kind of sharp. You're I, got in my, it. I
0: got my wedding film callus back. I feel like I'm crushing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. but you don't feel like like oh, I'm so inspired. You just feel like oh. I'm doing it machine I'm at war right yeah. now
0: i'm a soldier on the battlefield of love yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is okay too i think you have seasons like this so you yeah. can't reject them all the time and you can't expect to have everything to be super inspiring or whatever yeah but when you're trying to get that fire back you want to bring the romance back with yeah. your camera i think it's always about trying to find some margin yeah. to bring that life back in like you were mentioning some stuff. What is some stuff you do in your life to just kind of recharge, create space?
0: This was the most relevant um, topic for me because time is, like, so valuable to me now um, and and kind of always. And and it's I think the biggest – the lack of time is the biggest reason um, why I'm not able to kind of pursue my creativity. I don't know. Maybe that's an excuse. Maybe that's just
1: – No, a but I would problem. say – and you are pursuing but, your creativity but maybe pushing – as much as you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, sometimes I'm like, I really do want to be the filmmaker. That's just like, Hey, I'm going to do 10 weddings a year and I'm going to express myself through this art. And that's going to be my creativity. Um, but I I think just when you have little time to plan, either plan like the shoot, you know, Hey, I want to do I have a vision you know, I want to be able to create this, but you don't have the time to set up all those logistics. Like, Hey, I want this awesome location. I'm going to have to work for it to get this location. I'm going to have to convince the bride. I'm gonna have to find transportation to get to the location, whatever, boom, 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 a million different things that go into achieving your artistic vision of whatever you're looking to create. Um, when you don't have the time to do it, it's just like, for me, it's the thing that falls to the wayside. Like, like, figuring out the small details like that, that really allows me to like express myself that way. Um, so so that, that's a challenge. Um, but then also um, having time um, of renewal, like, like not just like you said, pushing myself to the fringes all the time. Like I need to have time to just jif- myself. I need thinking time, I need brain space, which I found in the morning, when my kid is asleep, when my wife is asleep, I like to wake up really early now, which I'm not an early riser at all. I hate waking up early, but to me, that opportunity to like get up and be free and left alone as a man, as a and man, have my alone time, and, and chopping just, wood, yeah, uh, it, it's been great. And the thing that I filled with that time is just watering my grass, <laughs> planting hydrangea bushes like doing random stuff with my hands that literally while I'm doing these things, I'm just thinking, thinking about things. I'm renewing my mind. I'm just like starting afresh and, and not having to worry about emails not having to worry about a bride who's worried about, you know, something that, you know, I don't care about. (laughs) It's just, Hey, that's my time. You don't even get my mental space in that time. That's me. And that's what I need. I think for some people that might be like working out, Some people might be like going for a run, Um, some people might be doing yoga, whatever it might be. It can be a million different things. But I think that kind of time—yeah—you're creating like an
1: untouchable, yeah, safe place for your brain to get washed.
0: Yeah, you know, time margin works for kind of self-development and self, kind of like uh, renewal. But then also, you need the time to be able to actually. Plan the actual thing, too. So so I think time is a dual-edged sword there. I think the other thing with time is just
1: how much time do you need to – if you really want to be more fulfilled shooting, making art, the thing I found is the most important first thing you have to do is get the time you need to do the thing you need to do it for. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh – One of the first things we learned with trying to elevate our own craft, because Huxley film was about, it's about money, but it's also about like something that we wanted to do to be a little more creatively challenging. And the first thing that we realized is like, I need more time with the couple. I need more time, like the day ahead of time. It was all about like time. And the more time we got, the better the film magically. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it wasn't just that you – you just, like we would show up and we'd be like, okay, we're gonna shoot with them for two hours this day. It wasn't this grueling 10 hour day. It was like, we show up an hour early, edge of some vineyard, we, you know, we case the place. Oh, that will be a good shot. Like, let's, you know, plan the whole thing
0: out. Yep. Where's the light gonna fall? Like, you what time know, is well, let's only go it's at, let's only further. go at
1: seven Cause that's the light's gonna be perfect. It's yep. like, it was all about like creating space Yeah, and creating time i promise you if you can figure out a way to create more margin in your own creative process and that might mean you just don't do certain things Mm -hmm. you might say like to the couples like i don't cover that yeah because i want to do this and this is what i'm able to make yeah you know but like it comes down to a showing up refreshed yeah not being so burnt out when you show up at the wedding and i don't mean that you only shoot 10 times but it just means invest in yourself when you're not doing weddings. But I think it also means like having the margin the day of and in the edit bay. Yeah. To create something that actually lets you think about what you're doing and not just like, because all of us have the skills to just go autopilot, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I think this, this is an important point because I, I think when we think about like being creative and, and being intentional and being like, you know, a, a, a great filmmaker or whatever, It's like we almost think that these people that are making this great art are just having this stroke of genius on site that they're just. That's all they ever do. I'm just exploding creativity. I'm just, you know, this is just an outpouring of who I am. And, you know, there's some of that, but how often, especially in in this medium, and maybe it's, I don't think it's specific to this medium of filmmaking, um, but a lot of times it just comes down to being organized, which is like not, I don't think a lot of people think of that as like being creative. Right? Like being organized will fuel your creativity.
1: It will give you space. Yeah. It will give you time. Yep. It will take away the things that rush you. Yep. And when you're rushed, you're stressed. And when you're stressed, you're not your best. Yep. That's like it. there are some people with this unique skill to their creativity is all about how quickly they think on their feet Yep. and how easily they see things versus how long it takes other people to see things. Um, that just means you need more time. If you're not that, if you don't, if you don't function well in a high stress environment, it doesn't mean you're not creative. It doesn't mean you don't have a great vision. It just means what do I need to do? So, so I would say the second point is create margin, give yourself margin in your own emotional health in your own space, but also just the day of and in the edit bay, don't always procrastinate. That's a big thing, like getting your gear set, showing up i know a lot of people who like they barely show up on time on wedding days (laughs) yeah you know give yourself like we have a rule internally like whatever you're supposed to be there be there an hour earlier
0: yeah this is uh, procrastination is the kryptonite of of i think creativity in a lot of ways isn't it funny
1: though that the people think Uh, that is creativity
0: yeah, being being unorganized being late being, being yeah irresponsible
1: they're like oh yeah you know this
0: is how I'd be creative oh I'd well just... Uh, I'm just an artist so uh yeah yeah
1: yeah no, it's like well no being organized and having processes and not procrastinating like if you spent actually four months editing that film instead of editing it in the last week of your four- month <laughs> window
0: how much better would it be it's how so much true. better
1: would the film be
0: yep yep so true yep
1: and I think it's all about how much giving yourself enough time to make what you really want to make and, and this is a tough thing for people because people don't really want to accept that they're the reason they're not accomplished they're, they're not they're the reason they're not emotionally fulfilled they want to blame the work they want to be like wedding sucks that's why i'm not fulfilled you're not fulfilled because you showed up too late to shoot all the details the way you wanted to that's it and you didn't communicate with the couple what your needs were you didn't explain to them how to, you didn't want to get better at running a portrait session because you're too shy like all these things that you control yep that give you time and margin to make what you want to make so that's the thing if you're not fulfilled give yourself a little more margin so the last one that we wanted to point out which it's so obvious but i think and this is what most people i think try to do only this but i I think it'd be a fun one to end on because i think we've had a lot of personal experience which is So the last point, which I think a lot of people naturally gravitate towards this is push yourself. The last thing is, is all about pushing yourself, trying new things and just trying, I think that's what people actually associate with being inspired, right? It's just doing a new thing, right?
0: Yeah. I think this is a good one because I think a lot of creativity is so personal. And, and so um, intimate to, to oneself. Um, when you're putting out creative art, it's it's vulnerable. So it's like losing vulnerability. Like that's a lot of people's perception of what creativity is. Is like I have to make myself vulnerable. I put myself out there. and I've just got to push myself, right? Um, and I think that that is a lot of it. Like yeah. I've found like, hey, when I'm trying to push myself, I feel a little bit more sensitive about what I create. I, I worry about what more people are going to like – Um, think about when they watch my art, when it's like something I really tried on and I took risks on, are they going to think I'm stupid? Are they going to think I'm pretentious? All the artist words that you hear like, oh, you know, I'm a fraud. Yeah. I'm trying to push myself in this way. Um, There's a lot of um, issues that come up here. Um, But then on the other side, you have people that are like, I'm just going to wear rags and that's creative. Like, you know, and- pushing yourself
1: really ultimately for a lot of people just looks like being hard on yourself. Sure. And I think that's where like it becomes productive. Mm-hmm. is like, they're like, I and mean, I always say this, like the best life advice you can get is do your best. And I it's like very, very, very cliche, but like, be honest. Like what, could you do better than your best do your best like show up and do your best and like so we're not talking about like your best isn't good enough you know Mm -hmm. that isn't a healthy way to push yourself i think pushing ultimately is actually a lot more system systematic than people really want to make it they want to think like find some magical way to push yourself but like if you just like at the beginning of the episode, we're talking about the creativity of like, is it bad when creativity becomes systematic when you just become so good at something and it's so easy. And so what I want to say is this one way to have a lot more fun is to take things that you're bad at and, and work on those. And that's of course very self-evident, right? I want to improve in this area. But the other thing is to take something that's easy for you and say, how can I, like what how can i systematically challenge myself and improve in this one area okay i know i can just show up and shoot a portrait session with my gimbal this way every time couples are going to love it i'm going to be happy with the footage what if this one thing in my day i did it differently what if i shot the whole thing handheld or with a different lens or something like that that's like really basic stuff But um, we're not talking about the beat yourself up. Oh, I got to push myself. I'm nothing. I can't figure out a new idea. Just get systematic about it. Push yourself in that way.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And and we're kind of talking about like push yourself creatively, like try new things, like think of things from a new perspective. I think another part of like pushing yourself is also just like work hard like you should be pushing yourself to the fringes because a lot of times when you're working really hard the fringes is where you find yourself doing new things that you wouldn't if you weren't working so hard Mm -hmm. like if you if you don't work like if we aren't working like all the time you don't wouldn't get bored of it so you wouldn't be like ah i think the boredom part is actually a, a huge part of being creative because it's like if you aren't like hey i'm getting kind of like bored with what I'm creating, um, then you're not going to be pushed to try new things, right? You're not going to have that internal drive in the first place. So just constantly working and, and working hard physically.
1: I want you to think about how you felt when you first started filming weddings and this idea of like, it was fun and it was fulfilling. Like you felt like you accomplished something at the end of every wedding Because you didn't know what you were doing and because you were learning about what you were doing. So I want like face the fact that there's a good thing, which is if you're a little bit bored, you're not feeling creatively fulfilled, pat yourself on the back. Most likely that means you've passed through some bars of professional and creative and just some skills and you have become pretty good and that's good. So pat yourself on the back there, you've become pretty good, good enough to get bored. Now, how can I push myself? Because you do need to push yourself, not just to make more money, but also to have fun. And that's what we're talking about is like, how do I make weddings fun again? Hmm. How do I show up and have a fun time shooting and feeling that feeling I felt when I didn't know what I was doing? Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to doing something you don't know how to do again. Yeah. yeah. So introduce something into your repertoire, that you've never done. And even if you don't put it in the film.
0: I, I, I think a big part of this too is identifying the things that you hate about shooting weddings right now because like, a lot of people out there hate shooting weddings because they'll be like, oh, you know, I want to be able to do this, but my brides won't let me, you know? So that's that's important. Identifying like, hey, the problem is I'm not working with the right types of people and then solving that problem and pushing yourself and being like, how... Can I work with the right people? Finding the people who can do or want to do the things that you want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why can't you hire? You know, it's, it just creates, you know, you're identifying the problems to holding you back from creating the art that you want to create and making it fun again for yourself.
1: Right? What have you been trying to, like, besides just working hard? Yeah. What have you been pushing yourself in this year to, like, if, if you were to say, like, this is one or two things that I'm really trying to improve in. Mm-hmm. As a filmmaker or an editor or just creatively, what would those be?
0: Um, <laughs> something that no one can relate to but <laughs> becoming a better trainer of media. But uh, I would say creatively um, the, is the photo side, which I actually always say this and I do love this, is when I do photography, it makes me a better filmmaker. Because when I do photography, I have way more control of working with a bride and groom during portrait sessions. It helps me unlock a certain side of filming like I'll I'll film with people now with a photographer and they'll open it up to me because they know I do photo work they're like what do you want to do and I'm like well this is what I you know and then I can hop in and I actually have my own kind of thing that I like to get people to do my own you know phrases to get them to open up maybe a little bit more um and uh and so I, I I think doing portrait sessions on the photo side has been uh, a lot of fun for me. Um, that's on the shooting side. Um, what about you? I would say on the
1: shooting side, I don't feel like I've really actually gotten any new revelations on it. But it's something I'm trying, which is getting better and better at prompts. Mm-hmm. And giving people a couple, like, natural feedback on getting the right reactions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my hope is at the end of the season, I'll have like a whole new language yeah. that I can use to get better sessions with couples. Um, I have to be myself. I feel like th- that's really personal. And, you know, I, I definitely take a lot of feedback from other people too, but you just don't get to see insight into a lot of that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't it be cool if we could do a BTS with some people with crazy portrait sessions and hear their prompts and steal them all.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> but I think a lot of people, they're just naturals. I'm not a natural. So for me, that's something I've been just goofing around with just freelancing. Cause it's fun. Um, and I feel like I've shot some cool stuff with it from time to time. That's literally for me. Yeah. That's for me to be fun. It, we might use them in a film. I'm di- this is what I will say about pushing yourself and making it fun. I wouldn't do it in lieu of the thing, you know, works. (laughs) So, so like, I'm not like not shooting things that I need and freelancing. Yeah. I'm not just like not getting really coherent shots and then just being like, oh, I was freelancing the whole time. So uh, you don't have any portrait session to work with. Yeah. Like, and so I will say this, like you should make it fun, but you should also make sure your couples are getting a product that you're a hundred percent positive that you can do. Yeah. But since you're so good now and you're bored, you can probably do that in like half the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think like, cause you've developed processes, right? Yeah.
1: You're yeah. like, I know I got what I need. I know I have all the shots I need. Now I'm going to mess around, Completely. you know, messing around on the dance floor, handheld with me this year. I've been doing a lot of that. Yep. Just yep. trying to how quickly can I rack focus and get these shots I want. Like, I've tried to push the edginess of the what I'm doing because it's kind of my natural apt, like appetite anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've had a lot of fun, like, pushing the boundaries this year a little bit. Yeah. But also still doing what I know is going to couples expect and want.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, cool. I, um, yeah, I really enjoy diving into these. We, we've been doing a couple more, like, kind of creative Um, Sides And, like, by no way, shape, or form, I I think either of us would say, like, we're there. um, We're still discovering ourselves um, and discovering what kind of art um, we like to reflect ourselves. Um, But I've really enjoyed it it, because I think when you're able to identify how to become more creative – um, that's the first step. Yeah, this podcast is creative. for us only. It's Yeah, like you. I hope no one listens to it at all. That's the point.
1: Yeah, no, we're getting our benefit. We're just talking through our own processes as creatives, and <laughs> you happen to be listening. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, guys, um, hopefully it was helpful for you too, and, and it makes you think about what your creative process is because um, at the end of the day, that is the point of this podcast really is just to inspire you to become a better filmmaker and find out what the things are that you need to discover about yourself. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, guys, if you like this podcast, of course, give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube, looking at our shining faces. If you'd just like to hear our, our bellowing vocals on uh, on the iTunes or Spotify. Every
1: time I listen, I always think, your voice is so much better than mine. I'm the worst voice.
0: I, I do have a, a, a godlike uh, chiseled voice, I would say. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Uh, make sure you're giving us five stars, all the all the rankings that podcasts will ask you to do, um, and uh, that goes a long way. Just helping us get the word out there about the Wedding Film School show, helping other filmmakers because we're into this um, to uh, to really raise all boats, raise raise the tide of of wedding filmmakers, so everyone here can charge more money and more brides are interested in getting wedding films. Yes, uh, guys, and we want you to have more fun. Have more fun. That's it. That's it. Have a life that's worth living and rewarding with the work that you do. So thanks for checking out the Wedding Film School show, guys. And we'll see you next week.